Hello, hello and welcome to episode 168 of Putting It Together. Welcome once again and we're back from the Shedinburgh Fringe Festival. I hope you got a chance to tune into some of those shows and to tune into this show as uh, the festival went along. It's been a fantastic time. Three weeks of uh, pretty much daily episodes, which has been huge. Um, and just as I thought I was going to take some time off, I remembered... Oh, that's right. I do an episode every Wednesday. So uh, I've brought one out from, well, not the archives, but um, it was recorded a few weeks ago, which will explain a wee bit of why the chat about lockdown might seem slightly dated. We're talking about getting together with people, which in our part of the country has now gone back to being against the rules. So don't be afraid. Michelle Gallagher and myself are very much uh, living within the rules. Don't write in. I mean, do if you want. Uh, but Michelle was keen to remind me that, yeah, that was a few weeks back. Uh, so, yeah, we're all good. And we're, I suppose, we're kind of back in lockdown. Um, I mean, people that are going to work are going to work, but we're not visiting each other in, in our respective homes, which is a shame. But it's for the best, of course. So, anyway, listen, my guest today is Michelle Gallagher. I can't tell you what a treat it was. First of all, to talk to her, of course. I mean, she's brilliant, a brilliant soul, a beautiful voice as well, and just a, a great, a great energy. It was lovely to have that, even if it wasn't across the table from me, if it was down the line. But uh, because she's got her lovely new setup, the quality's great, and as you know, that makes me very happy. Um, but also, it was great because, well, it was great to listen back to it and do a wee edit of it because uh, it's a full-length interview. And I've been doing these wee 20-minute shorts and uh, I've got quite into the way of it. But now I was able to sit and be with Michelle's interview, which was like 50 minutes, which is much more my vibe. So I'm glad to be back in, in the driving seat of this, uh, doing it the way I like to do it. Uh, Shedmore was fantastic. It was a lot. Doing a new episode every day was a lot, even if they were shorter. And um, I found it tiring, so it's been cool to have a couple of days off, and I'm so glad that we had pre-recorded this one, so that I didn't have to do another interview this week. Um, but I'm delighted that it's this that we're coming back into the regular episodes with, because, as I say, Michelle is, is a real star, and has a brilliant story, and been had some great experiences. Uh, so... Yeah, great a great way to get back into the episodes. I can't believe it. We're at episode 168 of the podcast already. I can't believe that at all. Um, we're nearly three years. We're going to celebrate three years in just under two months. Uh, and I'm not going to plan an event for it. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to plan an event for it because of uh, COVID-19. But uh, apart from that, I realise that what I do when I plan an event is I give myself a whole lot of extra work to do. Um and then extra worrying and stressing about whether people are going to show up and what's going to happen and getting guests. So I'll probably celebrate, but I'll celebrate quietly because I'm delighted to reach three years and to have consistently um, produced an episode every week. Uh, I'm proud of that and I'm glad that you're keeping listening. So please do support us by going to Pod on Instagram and Twitter and searching Putting It Together on Facebook. And if you can afford to, then we'd really like your financial support. It doesn't have to be much, but it does make a huge difference. Just go to puttingittogethercast.com and click the yellow donate button. That's all you have to do. And it would be much appreciated. So it's very simple. You can support us in a number of ways, but the first and foremost thing is to is to listen to the show and to tell your pals about it. And whatever podcast app you're listening on, please do go there and make sure you're subscribed to the show and that you give a review or at least some stars, a star rating. That makes a massive difference. So it's about time to bring you my guest of the week. It's Michelle Gallagher and she's with me and we are putting it together.
was nervous before I started and all that technical stuff's taken me away from like you talking right. about my life and that so <laughs> that was I, actually I don't intend good. to talk about your life I just want to talk about your technical struggles <laughs> no please don't that is my worst nightmare thank god for my husband that was <laughs> that perfect was timing though isn't it <laughs> yeah I wish I had someone oh that's a, what a sad statement that is um <laughs> I was doing a play recently, in, uh, not recently, but a couple of years back, and I got into this habit of, there was this dresser that helped me do a quick change, and <laughs> I would say something really awkward to her every night just as she put the jacket on me, because we had no time to talk, but I had time to say one thing, so I'd be, she'd be like, put the jacket on, and then she'd look at me and sort of brush it down, and I'd go, I'm so lonely, and run away. <laughs> just Did you like, like making... plan all day what you were going to say Yeah, to I'm like, what am I going to say tonight? And then occasionally she would hit me back with one, and I was like, okay, you get me, we were awkward was humor. it like a wee flirt? Thing. I don't know. It sounds Never like it might have been. Maybe chase that it. one up. Well, she's in Bristol, you know. You've it's got FaceTime. <laughs> You've got yeah. trains. Just wear a mask. it doesn't actually matter where MD is now, does it? Because we all yeah. just communicate via Zoom anyway. This is true. Oh, I'm so sick of Zoom. <laughs> I've actually got a Zoom quiz tonight. Oh no, they're still doing quizzes. I thought they'd been outlawed. Most people have stopped doing them. I used to do it like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It became like a full time job. But there's this. What it's actually Don Severite that started this quiz, and mm-hmm. these guys are so serious about it. I mean, it is like the most professional Zoom quiz you've ever come across. And we were dreading winning it. My husband's always like, make sure we don't win. Come close to the top because they're competitive, but don't win. (laughs) Why? Because you have to then host it? Yeah, the prize is you have to host it. But like, people are making short films. People, you're sitting watching it and they go, and now it's the movie quiz. And my niece and nephew popped up doing scenes from Harry Potter. (laughs) I didn't know anything about it. (laughs) Like, so people's family all popped up. So we were the last to do it two weeks ago and I worked my butt off to make sure it was good. (laughs) All week long. It was a full time job. I did a, a, um, the whole way through it, a quiz, a round that was a bit like, do you remember the programme? I'm totally showing my age. This is your life. Yeah, of course. And you'd hear a voice. And it'd be like, oh, I remember you when oh, you were yeah. a red coat. And then the doors would open and someone would come through. You've not seen it for 25 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that programme. I wish they would bring it back. Um, but I did a sort of round like that. So in between every round, I would have like five voices talking about one of the quizzers. And they had to guess who was being talked about. And then at the end, I got every all these. I mean, I was going through people's Facebook, stalking them, contacting people that were at like it drama school with and things like that mate I've just remembered you asked me to do one I did ask you to do one Don he hates you I'm so sorry (laughs) just as you were doing it I'm going I recognise this idea I recognise that wonderful idea that I ruined (laughs) for Michelle and made her blood pressure through the I'm so sorry. You should have chased me. You should give me a give me a nudge. Um, well, Don's not on social media, so there wasn't as many people I could have chased up. But I got a great story anyway. So um, yeah, Brilliant. so it was good fun. And then we did a big film at the end and all that. So it's Mark McCormick's turn tonight. So I'm looking forward to it. Oh Lord, honestly, I mean, I wish you well, but I can think of nothing worse. <laughs> Just for me personally, I did one, and I was like, I'll only do it if I can be the quiz master. But everyone submitted questions, so I just wore a suit and just read out the questions. I was like, I can't be, I don't want to be bothered with competitive stuff. I can't. People submitted questions to you. Where's the fun for them? People <laughs> then got the to hear their like questions read out. <laughs> Not like that's a big deal, like getting read out on the telly or something. But then they got to see people struggling with their questions and see if they were any good, if people got them. You know, I'm just convincing myself that it was a good format, but like it worked was, for me. 
I was bringing back people from primary school here to folks' lives. You uh, had people hearing really their questions read out. <laughs> it was me and my cousins, and they were like, right, 10 questions each. One of my cousins had all these science questions. I've never heard her mention science or an interest in it in my life, and she came out with all these full-on, like, extreme science questions. I was oh, like, did man. you just Google? I mean, if people are just going to Google questions, what is mm. the point? What's the point in that? You need to go to more of an effort. No wonder Absolutely. you're not doing Zoom anymore. That sounds like school. Yeah, it was rubbish. <laughs> I didn't like it. I'm trying to avoid it now. I guess, I think Zoom fatigue is an actual thing. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think it is. You, you are really tense when you're on. As much as you're enjoying yourself, there is an element of like being kind of up yeah. about it. Are you, have you but, started um, seeing people again now, though? Yeah, I've started seeing people, but at like a distance I am really sort of taking the whole thing quite seriously i've not been to a pub and i don't really intend to go to a pub or a restaurant for quite some time now i kind of feel everyone else can be the guinea pigs Mm -hmm. and i'll just kind of have people around at my house at a distance i had people around last week um the quizzers actually because it's martin's turn martin's turn to quiz but he um was away last week which is why we're doing it tonight it was postponed and so we were doing like the elbow bump and Yep, yep. Everyone washing their hands constantly and Darren Brownlee has got like a little fogger. He's going about like fogging around him and all that. So fogger? What yeah. do you mean? What, like with so he's, he's disinfectant got a big Yeah, like the way a lot of, if, if theatres were to reopen, fingers crossed, and like big yeah. places that have to like clean between things going on, he's got mm. one of them. He's like a Ghostbuster. Like it, he ordered it online. Shut and up. Like this this big, is amazing. It, this bit, it, it, honestly, I was like, strap that in your back, get out. <laughs> That's going to get you through this time before you can start performing again. And he goes into people's, not people's houses, like his own house and Johnny's house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He sent his videos of him like sort of using this big smoky, steamy thing that cleans places and makes it all anti-back. And when he's out and about, he carries a wee one. So last week he was like doing everyone's (laughs) phones and their keys. (laughs) See, really, that's hilarious, but it also doesn't surprise me. Oh, yeah, Do you know, it makes complete sense. He's like, that's a flora in it. Who smells lovely? It's a flora. Clean. Like cleaning lovely. with Mario. I bet Aye. he's got one. Do you, you follow cleaning with Mario? Yeah, well, I've known Mario since he's been a wee boy because he's Johnny's oh, little brother. Yeah. So have you known Johnny for years then? I've known Johnny since I was 14. All right. What's that, that SYT? a long time ago. No, we went to Strathclyde Theatre for Youth, which oh. became... I beg your pardon, another way round. It was Glasgow Schools Youth Theatre and then it became Strathclyde Theatre for Youth. And that's where I met Johnny and John Keelty was there and Jude Williams was there and Joe Freer. But I was at school with Joe. I know it is Joanne. I was at school with Joanne. um, And then we became friends because we went to youth theatre together. Right, this is a whole strand that we've never really got talking about on this podcast, the, the Strathclyde, the Strathclyde Glasgow Youth thingy. It was absolutely amazing and you didn't have to pay for it. You paid a pound, a pound mm-hmm. a term. and we did A, a term? Big, yeah, right. one pound, that was it. And you did a big, and I'm sure if you couldn't afford the pound, they would have paid yeah, it for yeah. you. They were such lovely, encouraging tutors and choreographers and everything. And um, it was run by Glasgow City Council, I'm sure. Mm. And every... January we did a big musical at Mitchell Theatre and then every June the summertime we would do a more serious play like a play with music at Mm -hmm. the Glasgow Arts Centre in Washington Street. Glasgow Arts Centre? Do you not know the Glasgow Arts Centre? Nope. So it's a big building so you've got Argyle Street and if you go right along Argyle Street as if you were heading to the motorway there Mm -hmm. is a building across the road from the Marriott Hotel it's now just lying there empty but I think originally it was a school but when we were in our teens it was where Glasgow Schools Youth Theatre 
Strathclyde Theatre produced, where we rehearsed. But also there was lots of different theatre companies rehearsed in there and lots of different musicians recorded in there and stuff like that. It's a brilliant place. I rehearsed on the top floor of that building with a play that I was in when I was a kid at the Pavilion. Oh, right, did you? Yes, my one and only appearance at the Pavilion. They've been asking me back ever since. Ah. Um, with Sheridan Nicholas as director. And oh. we rehear- I remember rehearsing in there. I thought that was the place that had been turned into the hotel, but that's across the road from it, isn't it? Yeah, that's The other across, hotel. Yeah, a fancy hotel. The Dakota, is it? I've made that up. Maybe I've made that mm, up. Not Dakota, um, but yeah, I know. Yes, I remember now. Oh, that was an arts place. Yeah, yes, of that was an arts centre. That's a gone back a wee while now, of course. Oh, we, we wouldn't say what year that was. But it was a long <laughs> no. time ago. And like it was our life we lived and breathed yeah. youth theatre Stephen Ritchie and Emma Hagen were there Stephen Ray is his performance name you may know oh, yeah. Stephen and um, we just we lived and breathed it and we're, that's we're all what still it's friends. like you're yeah. just like you, you know you go to school just to get that out of the way and then you go to where you really come alive totally that's and where we, life is jo- yes, it was a school's youth theatre so you left after sixth year we loved right. it so much. Johnny was studying law and I was doing an NC and we went to them and we were like, please, can we just come back, please? <laughs> and Emma and Stephen were a year younger and so was Judith Williams, Jude, so they were still there. And we were only allowed to go back if we agreed that we wouldn't get main parts in the shows. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Johnny were like, okay, just to be in the rooms enough. Oh, so you were sort of in the chorus and just hanging out? Listen, we still shone. We made of sure we were at the front of a few dance. the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was West Side Story and um, right. I had one line but I mean I milked it and I think my line was Johnny quotes it to me all the time I think it was, he was a jet we were both jets mm-hmm. and um, I think it was ooh ooh oobly ooh and you can punctuate it I think that was my line <laughs> that's all you need though it's been said <laughs> do you know what I did a I did a similar thing I stayed around at stage school I went to Gamta before it was Gamta uh-huh. and uh, stuck around when I was sort of doing my exams and not really doing big things with them but just wanted to be there and I got cast as the the milkman slash doctor gynecologist all the sort of bit parts in Blood Brothers which oh, right. I think in the tour or whatever is one person but me and my pal Andy got to split the kind of the bit parts you know track and uh, uh-huh. it was like the posty the milkman and they had all one line each but they were good lines <laughs> boy oh boy talk about milking it we stole it or at oh, least we thought you. we did <laughs> <laughs> Because you've got to do that, you know. Oh, God, make the most of it. Especially yeah. when you're that age. Like, every letter of every word counts. <laughs> oh, totally. You're just going through counting your lines. Many yeah. have got, many he got. <laughs> or going through when's your next line. Nothing. Bullshit, bullshit, my line. <laughs> so, how old is your wee one now? He is three next week. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, 18 months or something. No. I've got no... The time it, just goes. It's absolutely flown by. I can't quite believe it. But yes, yeah. he's turning three next week. Wow. He's alphabet daft. Oh, right. He can do the alphabet forwards and backwards. He can read signs. <laughs> I'm totally bragging about my child. <laughs> so he can read now? He's starting to read? So he wouldn't p- p- physically pick up a book and read a word. But like if I'm driving and we go by Halfords, he'll go H-A-L-F-O-R and he spells it out. Wow. I That's don't, brilliant I, I would, for three, isn't it? Totally. <laughs> like, And do he's that. been doing that for about six months. Like, honestly... I, if I don't remember the pain of childbirth, then I would have sworn that he's not mine. <laughs> but you do all too well, I'm sure. Yeah, still do it again. Still do it again. <laughs> would you really? Oh, oh God, yeah. I was just visiting my, my ex and her wee baba and she was like, yeah, I mean, I've, I've almost forgotten already. Yeah. They say that, you know. You do, you do. Ready to do it all again. I can't believe it. Oh, my. When does she have her baby? Uh, let me see now. Uh, 
oh, I'm not good with these things. Well, the kid's not talking or walking. Okay. Or at university or anything. So like maybe <laughs> six, no, not six months. That's rubbish. Um, Three months? Something like that? Yeah, you're Four not months? walking or talking at three months. You're just no. pooing and eating and sleeping. Right, but I mean, your kid's three and is reading to... I don't really know, it, you know. My kid's, a, my kid's a genius, though. You can't yes. really compare them to other Savant, people. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so have you been in... You've you've taken the lockdown pretty seriously, but have you been just home a lot, the three of you? Yeah, yeah. And as horrible as this situation is, and it, we all wish it hadn't happened, but taking positives out of it, mm. it has been really lovely just having family time. Because yeah, Craig's course, self-employed, yeah. I'm self-employed, so we just work all the time and it was yeah. just nice and we're so blessed to have both grannies who are love taking Dexter and watching him we're so so lucky in that sense but it was lovely just having him all the time and he just loved he came on leaps and bounds in this period of time just being with us and getting full attention yeah so it's probably it's been, been good for a lot of people in that sense yeah and I've renovated my house <laughs> oh yes now I just saw your Instagram this morning so you kind of post about this house of yours I do yes right because I was posting it on Facebook and I was scared that people were going to be like, are you right, Michelle? You got a house. Come on. Okay. Um, so I thought if I put it into one place, because I just like doing before and afters and I've always followed home accounts mm-hmm. and I love all things home. And so I thought if I just turn my Instagram account into Victorian Terrace Glasgow. At then people Victorian can choose Terrace to follow Glasgow. it if they're interested <laughs> and in that people, and not yeah. if they don't. Yeah. And so Facebook can be shown off my child and Instagram shown off my house. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What do you do on Twitter? Just annoy people? I'm scared of Twitter. Oh, yeah. If you if you go into my Twitter and you see I'll post like once every four months, even if I hit a like, a pure panic that, oh no, what if that's wrong and you shouldn't like that? And then everyone's going to think <laughs> Twitter terrifies me. Okay, I'll so there's like, no point in tagging your Twitter account in this when I put oh, this no, episode up. No, no, tag me because then I can show off myself in Twitter. <laughs> right, okay. And you can retweet it and all that. I, I do that. Like if I'm doing shows and other people put stuff up, like Aye. I do, and I do occasionally put stuff up. I'm just... I just find that a bit. I feel a bit more vulnerable in the Twitter world, and I'm always scared that I'll say the wrong thing or offend someone or get taken out of context. So I just kind of yeah. stand back. It's pretty full on over there on Twitter, you know. Oh gosh, yeah. So where is this Victorian terrace of yours? It's in Rutherglen. It's in the Royal ah. Borough of Ruggie. Rutherglen. Ruggie. I used to do the panto in Ruggie Town Hall. Would you did believe? You? I did. I was MD for a while. Wow. And then I was. Was I in it? No, I wrote the scripts for a bit as well. Yeah. Ah, well, it's not far from there. So the next time you do one, I'll jump down and see and you can come in for a cup of tea between shows. Oh, lovely. And I can come and see your lovely booth. (laughs) Yes, you can see my booth. That's marvellous. Have you just had it done? Yes, I've only... It's only been done about two weeks. My dad and my hubby both done it for me. So I just drew them up a wee plan and they did it. And it's a big, massive, old-fashioned cupboard. So I'm sitting in it right now. As you saw when we were setting this up, though, Brian, I need to actually work out how to use it. So it looks fabulous. (laughs) It looks great, yeah. The technical part. Technical. I am so rubbish. And it's funny, actually, because (laughs) I listen to podcasts on my iPhone, as most people do, and um, I didn't know how to make it stop going fast. So today, (laughs) um, I was listening to this week's podcast of you, (laughs) and you're like... (laughs) And my husband was like, why are you listening to it like that? And I was like, because I don't know how to unlisten to it like that. He's like, how long have you been listening to podcasts like that? And I went, I get through so many episodes, because everyone (laughs) talked at double speed. (laughs) So then he went, give me your phone, and literally hit a button. I mean, and so you simple. started talking. I was like, he sounds like he's going to fall asleep. Just because, not because you do, but because you, I'm used to you going. <laughs> it was like, 
you were talking and in my head it sounded like that. Yeah. But you can do slow as well, which makes people sound steamy. Yeah, well, they showed Welcome me that. Welcome to this <laughs> That's how technical I am. For the last about six weeks, I've listened to all my podcasts at double speed. And you've just accepted. That's that's what makes me laugh about like people who aren't technical. <laughs> oh, well, that's the way my life is now, because <laughs> yeah. I don't know where the button is. I can get through so many podcasts a day. Oh, you see a positive in it. That's nice. <laughs> I can't believe you were listening to putting it together on the day you were coming on the show. Is that not a bit much? It was because I have I listen to my podcast when I'm driving. And this, right. it's, this is a really boring story. I had to drive, take my husband to drop his van off and pick my van up. So I was in the car for ages, basically. Right, right. So when I go in, it's set up and it just comes on if, if uh, one is ready to listen to. Of so, course, of course. So that that was wasn't that. so boring. That wasn't terrible. You could have strung it out a lot more and it would have been bad. <laughs> I kept it brief. You did. <laughs> no, not, not a lot of people have that skill, believe me. <laughs> um, so, the vo- I mean, you've got the booth set up. Are you doing voiceover work now or what's happening? Yeah, well, I've done a, a bits and bobs of voiceover over the last few years. And mm-hmm. um, Angie Darcy is my lovely voiceover agent. At oh, she's Artist. mine too, dear. Yes. And so quite a lot of things had been coming in because um, obviously the situation, you have to be doing it from home. And I've also got another job. Um, This is what I do. My stories are like like maps. So I'll stick to the one point that I was talking about. Angie (laughs) kept asking me to put myself on tape. And I was like in the bottom of my husband's cupboard trying to do it. And it just I just always felt it wasn't the best quality. So I thought, why don't I just invest? So that if Angie asked me to do something, I'm not like, breathing in wool and having yeah, jumpers yeah, falling course, in my head yeah. I can go somewhere I can sit and it can be a nice calm experience instead of setting everything up and everything so yeah I did it and it really didn't cost that much money it was yeah. just like wood and the insulation and the bits and bobs yeah but of course the whole thing you know you've got that advert with Susan Kalman and she's like we're all recording from in a cupboard you're like if only it yeah. was that easy Susan oh I know I did work um, I got a new job luckily just before uh, lockdown doing continuity stv right and they asked me to do a recording and it was the first time i was doing it right oh i'm actually (laughs) i've got my hands in front of my face i'm dying here just thinking about this and it was like my boss and the boss above her and a couple of the creatives and different people all in a zoom call so i had like five faces on a zoom call we had tested it the day before myself and my own boss and it was all fine it was all working and she was like that's a really good level that's great that's mm-hmm. we can do this we can we can record from home and put it onto a promo on the telly right however what i didn't realize is as i was getting into the bottom of my husband's wardrobe and setting it all up <laughs> my mic kind of fell over and it banged against the thing but I didn't think my mic was as sensitive as I now know it is and so Uh I just picked it up and then we got into the zoom chat and I made Craig my hubby sit outside the wardrobe like just in case Craig and I was talking to them and they were all like whoa and we couldn't work out what was wrong and they kept going I was going I'll just get my husband to come in and help me because he's my technical assistant (laughs) but I was dying inside it's like first impression of your bosses you're just new you've got the job and they're like no bother and they were all being really lovely and supportive oh that was another reason why i had to get it done we had to just cancel it halfway through we had to cancel it and then my husband was fitting someone's floor He's a floor fitter, not just he like randomly. My floors he fitted my house. Yeah, he's fitted so many of yeah, he, Scottish everyone knows him, yeah, showbiz floors. <laughs> he's the floor man. Yeah. And uh, he was working in a musician's house and um, he let him try the test, the mic, and he was like, oh no, that's totally, and that was the reason why. Right. There was a problem. And that brilliant musician gifted me the same fancy mic back. 
gifted you yeah well it was one of craig's pals that was nice yeah he plays in texas his name's michael bannister he's a great guy and he says to craig look i've got so much stuff that mic's not working give that to michelle oh brilliant how good is that that's because he's a good floor fitter (laughs) i was like thanks michael that's what you scratch my back and all that (laughs) yeah that's tremendous um, so are you doing the stv stuff from home regularly no, so you can do promos and things like that from home, but actually going in and doing it live, um, we go into the studio with all social distancing. You get your temperature take, taken as right. you go in, and it's like anti-back all over the place, a one-way system. They've worked it really, really well to make sure mm-hmm. everyone's safe. Um, but so many of the staff are still working from home. Um, right. But we got trained. Uh, so it's myself and Angus Miller. Do you know the actor Angus Miller? Yes, I do, yeah. Yes, so it's myself and Angus. We got taken on at the same time, and... It was just as lockdown was happening. We were in our second day training and a lot of staff had already started working from home. And you know, there was just that weird atmosphere. You kind of mm. knew it was coming, but nobody Something's kinda... about to kick off. It was so strange. It was like being in a movie. I kind of felt like everyone was walking down the street looking at each other like, is this going to happen? Is this yeah, going to happen? Totally. Yeah. It was like a ticking clock. I ran out and I bought a potty. I bought paint. I bought so many things. So I was like, I'm going to use this time to my advantage. Um... <laughs> But we had to cancel then the training because we physically couldn't be in a little booth with mm-hmm. other people. But we did it th- through Zoom, which was oh. good. We learned loads, but actually need to be physically in and doing it. So luckily we're now able to do that with these social distancing measures in place. Because there'd be hands-on stuff and buttons to press and all the yeah. rest of it that would be difficult and to learn. Timers to watch. And so we just watched our boss doing it. She would just like FaceTime and we would Zoom and she would make little recordings for her, which was absolutely brilliant. Right, okay. So, um, yeah. So now it's now we're in and we'll get going for for reals. Amazing. How often do you do that? So it's it's great. There's a little sort of bank of people that do it. And so you just tell um, our boss, Tony Fruton, your availability and then she'll work out a rota for us. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's really good. I think um, everyone's kind of in the same boat. Everyone's got other bits and bobs going on. Um, so different people, diff- some months you might get more shifts than others, depending on if people are away doing various other work. That's class. Yeah, it's I great. do feel that you've just told me that Angus is doing it and it makes me think, ah, I'm probably not going to get a job in there, am I? Why do you I think, think that? I think, well, often the thing is if you have two similar, you don't want two similar voices and i suspect we're probably from a similar casting bracket in terms of vocals 100 percent not really I, d- I don't think you and angus sound alike at all oh well that's fine then do you come from the same place <laughs> i don't know i, d- I just think I, i'm more in terms of like um age range kind of vocal tone or no, I, I'm just Angus, making assumptions. I, you're making assumptions, so don't worry about that because um, I, I think you and Angus are very different. And you're, oh, that's good. Yeah, I should probably let people in on the fact that I'm, I've just applied for one of these jobs, <laughs> and I'm kind of I'm half asking you for for people to listen to hear about this interesting thing, but I'm also asking you because I want to know how it all works because I really would like that job. Like when you contacted me, I was like, you can just ask me about the job. You don't need to ask me beyond the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did say that. Not a lot of people call me out on that, but uh, you know. <laughs> I, I've, I'm surprised that they don't because often I'm like, hey, I want to ask you something. Hey, why do you be in my podcast as well? And <laughs> you'd be like, surprised. Most people don't go, okay, I know what you're at. You know, I know what you want. You can't a kidder, kidder, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you've got me, you've got me all sorted. So that's Is this actually going to go out? <laughs> no, there is no podcast. It's all a ruse just to get information from people. <laughs> I can't believe it's. I'm still doing it. Like every week, I, not every week, but often I go. I can't believe this is still 
like how have I not jacked this in? <laughs> I no, don't it must know. be a lot of work. It, that, it just, I just mean that. I don't mean I don't love it uh, or, or think it's worth doing, but some weeks I'm just like, I can't believe the amount of work and I'm, I'm surprised at myself that I haven't jacked it in. Do you know what I mean? Well, because good for I'm, you that you haven't because so yeah. many people listen to it and really enjoy it. Well, so yeah, it feels you, that way. Brian. Oh, thanks. I think it's easier when, when you're seeing people to remember that people hear it. Yeah. Because I've been at home for a long time and I've not been very sociable, like most people. And it's just, you kind of feel like you're talking into a void. Um, I do it every week and I'm like, oh yeah, people do actually listen to it. You it's do weird. actually sound like, for the last while, you've sounded like you've been on speed to me. You sound like you've been having a brilliant time. <laughs> well, maybe that's recommended, folks. Try the <laughs> 1.5 setting on your podcast app. <laughs> you get through so many so quickly. <laughs> yeah, you get through the whole putting it together collection in three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Everyone sounds the same, like nice. <laughs> and I think the last time I saw you was uh, you were in. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of the play, but you will. Yes, um, or more when the penny yes. drops. That's right. That was a great show. Oh, we had so much fun doing that. Uh, that was that was just not long before lockdown. We finished that at the end of February. Oh right. Oh well. So yeah. I guess I saw that just before Don and I must have seen it just before we went to Iceland. Then yes, you did. Right, there you go. So that was really just at the tail end of normal life. Yeah. That yeah. was a great play. And, and it turns out that the, the woman who wrote it, Katrina Duggan, was actually a teacher at my cousin's school um, and did like the drama. So my the, the school shows that my cousins did and stuff that I went to see were directed by her years ago. And I didn't know that connection. Well, all of our kids obviously absolutely love her. And I can see mm-hmm. why she's a brilliant character and she is so, so passionate about mm. her kids and about writing and plays and literature she was she was great and i loved the play yeah i, I thought, thought it was, was great absolutely brilliant i thought it was so clever i think you guys i mean it felt like the perfect meeting of you know people and, and times and stuff like that because you as a three just made it it was so cool the way you were all sort of i don't know what the the energy i suppose i want to call it or the chemistry on stage was class well i've known joe since i was 14 joe exactly Freer, and simon i've known for a long time but and simon and i have done other bits and bobs like role play but we've never actually been in a play together and it was directed by angie darcy who was in my class at drama school oh so it, and it was my first that was my first job back in two years was it? Yeah, it was the first time I've been on a stage in two Gosh. two full years. So it I think it's great. the only thing I've ever seen you in. Because be I've been away doing other things. <laughs> she was away and now she's back. I was away on that radio. <laughs> oh, that's right. So tell me about that. When did that all start? Um, so that was 2018. And um, mm-hmm. one of my friends, uh, Josie, she, Josie Smith, she's been in radio and broadcasting and TV for quite some time. And she just, I've known her from like the promotional worlds and just, you know, the mm-hmm. way all these weird and wonderful worlds all mix and you meet people through people. And yeah. so I've known Josie for quite some time and she phoned me and she said, listen, I, there's a new radio station in Glasgow and I'm the breakfast presenter and I'm looking for someone to come on and like talk about the way the, the the news coming and do the news and like let people know about the traffic and stuff like that and she's like mm-hmm. do you want to come in and I was like why not so <laughs> she got me in touch and I went in and I sat down with the producers and they were like um okay so Michelle why are you here and I was like um I was like oh well Josie said for someone to like come in and Josie like, said I was to come Josie in Josie said I was to come in <laughs> and like I'm going to tell the news and uh-huh. then I'll be like that avoid the M8 because it's absolutely <laughs> mobbed guys like go the back route yeah, because it's going to be a nightmare right yeah. and they were like 
well, no, actually, journalists do that. And I was like, right. oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, so that's actually a really skilled and trained job. And I thought yeah. I was just going to come in and be like, ah, guess what happened last night? <laughs> there was a riot in Sucky Hall Street. So, um, yeah, but uh, they were like, well, while you're here, what would you do if we gave you the opportunity to do Mm-hmm. a radio show and so it just so happened that night I was going to the Tron and so I, I just did what I have done my entire life since graduating and I just blagged it I was like yeah. well I'm going to the theatre tonight and I know a lot of people in the arts world so what I would do is and he says you know what, just hold it go away and make us up a radio show and come back oh okay and so I went away and I was like hi it's Michelle here I'm just heading into the Tron and I was just like I'll let you know how it goes and then I just turned on my phone as the audience were applauding so that right. was, the, and then I came out, and then I just stopped people. I was like, "So, what did you think of the show tonight?" And they just talked about what they thought. This that was my wee art section. Cool. And I happened to be at the theatre with my friend Lucy Hutchison, who was single at the time. Uh-huh. So I was like, "In this new world, people are meeting people differently." And Tinder. So dating experiences. Lucy tells about your dating experience. So then I did a wee chat about that, and then mm-hmm. I was looking to buy a new house at the time so I did a wee property thing and um, and then I went in the next day and then that ju- and then they were like okay we like that property doesn't really work on the radio because people because I was like if you're starting out there's this great house at the moment blah 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 like that, that right. doesn't really it's work visual, isn't it? it's visual mm-hmm. and also it can change very quickly so I could be like this is a great house in Kings Park <laughs> go and buy it it's gone they're like it's sold <laughs> So yeah, I was like, yeah. ah, of course, that doesn't make sense. But I'd recorded Lucy as an interview, so that was good. So then it was just a process of them going, okay, let's do it again, and blah, blah, blah. And then, like, mm-hmm. a couple of days later, they put me in the studio, and they're like, okay, let's see what music you like. And um, I, I just love, like, cheesy stuff and Scottish artists. Mm-hmm. And to cut a long story short, they went, okay, you've got the job. <laughs> and then that wow. was me. And they gave me that. The, they said to me, "Where do you think you would fit in?" And I'll be honest, I was thinking the childcare. And I was like, All right, um, I, could drop, "I could drop him off about twelve at Margot's, and then I could." And so I was like, <laughs> "I think I would be great in the afternoon." Josie's such a bubbly, bright character. She's great in the morning. In the morning yeah. to wake people up. Then we've got Jim Simon, who works at STV. He's got a voice like velvet. He's amazing, and he's mm-hmm. got a total following from years and years at Clyde. Um, yeah. Jim will take people through like their coffee in the morning, and maybe some sort of doing some household chores and then the dip in the afternoon I'll come in and I'll mm-hmm. shout at people and wake them up and stick on a wee bit of Mariah Carey <laughs> and then a wee bit of Deacon Bloom will all be laughing and um, and so I, I, that's what happened that's brilliant based on childcare routine that's yeah, hilarious based on my childcare routine and so yeah it was pretty, it was great Monday to Friday I was on 12 to 4 that's a lot isn't it 4 hours in a go not really because you only do 4 links per hour Oh yeah, of course, because commercial radio, there's so much other stuff going on, isn't there? Yeah, well, amazingly, that station at the time wasn't actually a commercial station. It wasn't? Believe it or not, it wasn't a commercial station, no. Um, it is a commercial station now, but it wasn't at that time. They were just kind of sort of getting it up and running. Right. Um, but just like w- when, you're, when you've got your music and sometimes you don't need to do big links, you're just coming in and going, oh, that was number one in 1985, mm-hmm. if I was playing yeah. it, cheesy <laughs> 80s, and yeah. here's Deacon Blue. So... Um, so yeah, right, it was of course. it was great. But yeah, I just learned it all really, really quickly because I had to. That's amazing. So you did it live yeah. all the time because your your thing that you did for the test was like a a whole pre recorded segment thing. Yeah, that was just that was just accepted as given your idea of your style. Can yeah, I? that was just letting them basically hear my voice. Yeah, cool. Wow, that's amazing. That was that Go Radio. That was Go Radio. Yeah, and it's still it just seems Go to be getting bigger and bigger. It is. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be um, doing really, really well. Wow. Without me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you leave? 
I want. I didn't so much as leave as I was pushed. No, I'm only joking. What no. happened? No, yeah. What happened was um, they got a new new management in, and um, right. we went back on. <laughs> we went back in January the sixth, expecting to go on air, and um, and expecting the big launch, and um, the only launch that happened to us. <laughs> You we were launched it? out the door. No. Yeah, they just the the new producer came on and just decided she wanted to bring all her own people and mm-hmm. got people that she'd worked with in the past. C'est la vie. That does happen. You hear about that, particularly yeah. in radio. And, they just and, have a whole change of format and go right out with the old. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Um, but I've got no bad feeling towards it at all. I, I had an absolutely brilliant time, it, and mm-hmm. I think it stood me in really good stead to be able to get that job at STV because that's about writing links and stuff like that. Of course, so yeah. it was really good training for me. I had a brilliant time and because of it, I was able to buy a house. Well, see, that's that's the other thing you've always got to do. Annie Grace always talks about things in her house related to shows. She's like, that's my Prudencia Heart curtains there. Yeah, totally, <laughs> you know? totally. You've and it wasn't that I get that. paid like thousands of pounds. It's just because I had a contract. So yeah, a regular job, which a is regular not job, yeah. usual. So, so I had a great time at Go Radio. Yeah. It was good. That's cool. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Yeah. I mean, I've always I've made radio shows on wee tapes as a kid, and I've always done it ever since. You know, so it's really no different. I just hope the management don't come into my spare room and start shaking things up around here. <laughs> don't know who they'll get. The Doug, <laughs> move me out of the way. Would you want to do radio yourself? Like, I'd love actually- to do radio. Yeah, I've always wanted to. And would you not think about like you said you've worked at Rutherglen Town Hall? There's loads of sort of community radio stations all over. That you yeah. can you can go and do. I mean, I mean, it's all it. it's all in the and it's always been in the thoughts. I suppose I just never have taken the leap. Yeah, there's a really good one. Um, that I've been interviewed for various shows. Oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of it. It's in Rutherglen, and Stephen McCall actually does a TV uh, a radio program. Isn't that Cam Glenn? Yes. Yes, they've been going for a long time as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I must look that up. Uh huh. Just instead of just sitting in my spare room doing this. Although you might not have time. <laughs> I might not have time. What, with all your podcasts? Maybe we could get syndicated and get the podcast played on these stations. That's the other thing you want, isn't it? Of course, yeah. Get it picked up. But and it'll be all, all about all content, all so... Yeah, that's true. Anyway, look, I mean, this is just fascinating for everybody while we discuss our careers. <laughs> what are we going to do next? So, you're doing STV. I mean, that's, that fits in perfectly, once again, with your childcare, does it? It does, yeah. It's <laughs> <That's> funny, that. <laughs> <laughs> so what about acting is that still on the cards for you oh yeah definitely because right. like i said what's good about stb is you can say oh i'm away to do a play at the lyceum for three months and you just other people just get more shifts that month so great. that's what's great about it it's good to have something there and i know how blessed i am because so many people in the arts don't have anything now because of this current situation so i'm delighted that i managed to have something and it came right after go right like i came at <laughs> I basically walked out of Go Radio with my boss. Well, my, it was the end of my boss. He was like, I, he stopped being my boss that day. I was mm-hmm. like, can you carry my uh, little filing cabinet out to my car? <laughs> oh God, that's a grim situation. <laughs> I says to him, like, as he was doing it, I was like, I feel like I'm in a scene from 95. Yeah. And he was mortified because he's a lovely guy. Like, it, was, it wasn't their fault that that was just who this new creative came on and was like, I want all my own staff. And mm-hmm. we all got we all got it at the same time so it would have been awful if it had been just me yeah that's a totally different thing because then the trouble is you take that personally yeah or you could yeah you know. oh yeah 100% would yeah <laughs> and as I got to my car I just basically sat in the car phoned my agent I was like okay just let you know because at that time I just said 
I'm available for TV and film and adverts because I still had like 28 days holiday. People in the real world have 28 days holiday. Like they can go on holiday and get paid for it. Yeah, I've never, I've never experienced that in my life. That was the only time I did experience that. I was like, pure, wow. li- like lying on a beach, going, "I'm getting paid right now." <laughs> it's unheard of, my friend. Totally crazy, yeah. brilliant. I mean, I did enjoy that element of the real world. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's there's upsides to everything. Yeah, but I did come out and I did say to um, my agent, I was like, "That's me. I'm available." Before I'd even left the car park, I was like, I'm available for everything. I'm available for theatre, available for everything. And yep. then, amazingly, she phoned me, like, later on that day. She's like, okay, you've got a voiceover. And I got a voiceover. And then, while I was in doing my voiceover, which was on, on the Monday, I got sacked. On the, I never get sacked. They went in a different direction. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Let's sugarcoat it while we're... Come on, pilot on. <laughs> Every time I say sacked, my husband's like, you didn't get sacked. You only get sacked if you did something wrong. I was like, okay. Um, okay, yeah, fair enough. So I went and did the voiceover, and while I was doing the voiceover, my agent phones me and says, an offer's come in for Oren Moore, and things just happen and land in your lap, which is something I wish I could have told my younger self between acting jobs and between... Because I've spent... If I I go for... And I really need to not do that now when, please God, we get the world back up and running. When you're not acting, not to panic and to desperately search for something else. And yeah, you're still alive and you're yeah. still worth something. Yeah, enjoy a Wednesday. Don't yeah, be looking yeah. at your phone constantly on a Wednesday going, oh, I need my phone to ring, I need my phone to ring. And I did yeah. that so much when I was younger. And I would be like, no, that's it, acting's not for me, acting's not for me. Because if acting was for me, I would be working. And, and then I'd be like, I'm going to be a teacher. Oh, I'm going to be a speech therapist. Yeah. Oh, and you go through all of this. And then the minute you get another acting job, all of those thoughts are gone. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's those cut-off points, isn't yeah. it? If I don't get something by next week, that's it. I'm moving. You it's know. silly. It's like, whoa, calm down. And then you can get like four jobs in a row. Yeah, and you yeah. forget about that and that's what I would say to my younger self to stop and my current self listen to me my younger self like I'm totally <laughs> like ancient and evolved <laughs> like this is Oprah <laughs> <laughs> what would you say to your younger self <laughs> Michelle chill out <laughs> hey let, that could be a whole new direction for this show like inspirational and shit yeah <laughs> yeah man it's funny because you know when I get to this point in an interview where I, where I hear people's kind of take on the industry I'm so impressionable that whoever it is I'm talking to, and I hear it and I go, yeah, you're so right. And if someone was sitting here saying like, you know, the thing is, we're all fucked. I'd be like, I mean, I suppose you've got a point. But what you're saying, I'm like, she's right. This is, the, that's the answer. It's true. I'm and very I used, impressionable. Before, something I've totally learned from that is, I used to look at like my sister and like people with like real jobs in the real world. And I used to mm. look at them and go, my god it's such a shame because like all they do is like look forward to their two weeks holidays and a year and christmas mm-hmm. that's what i used to think because i used to think our job's so exciting because we it can change in a minute and that is exciting about our job but what's i realized when i had a monday to friday job admittedly it was still a creative i was still like mm-hmm. writing my own shows and all of that and that was i was blessed to have that but what i realized from that is you actually appreciate every weekend like a Saturday is just a Saturday. And yet yeah, that's you don't. True. Whereas we go from job to job, which means we kind of wish half of our life away. So yeah, that's true. And also, like, uh, the the days of the week don't have much meaning in that sense, nah. which I normally see as a positive because I'm like, I don't have Sunday night dread that people yeah. talk about. But then I also don't have Friday night elation or any of that. It's just like, some days I'm like, what day is it? Because yeah. it doesn't make any difference to me. I'm totally. usually doing some sort of work at some point in the day and it doesn't really matter when I go to bed. Yeah. 
so that's right. something I want that to take. Ways. I want to take that forward and just like not worry because even like an example there which shows I've not evolved that last job so Claire my agent phoned me up and she said um, so you've got this or more a couple of days after I'd lost that job you've got this or more and I was like amazing she's like starts in a couple of weeks finishes the end of February I was like brilliant the next day I'm like what am I going to do for March <laughs> yeah exactly straight to that I was literally <laughs> in March before I'd even got to the end of January and I was like oh no I'm back in that place I'm not in the moment yeah. and it's just about being in the moment and the irony is that when you got to March little did you know little did I know I was going to wow this is it I mean, this this whole situation still blows my mind. Yeah, it's strange because I think we... Well, for me, it's kind of you just do day-to-day, don't you? You just do what's in front of you. And then sometimes when you actually think, properly think about it, I sometimes wake up and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is what we're doing. And there's no real end in sight for us. That's the other thing that blows my mind. Yeah, and this morning I got a little bit of a... Oh, a bit of a wake-up call. As you know, I was listening to you on high speed. And... Um, <laughs> I in the car as me and my wee boy were driving about doing various things and I got out of the car to go into a shop and he went mummy your mask and I'd forgotten my mask and he's like two and a half and to him it's now normal for his mummy to wear a mask when she's not in the car Mm. and I was like that is just crazy how quickly we have adapted to that yeah and the new normal sometimes you can just be in Lidl and look around and you go what on earth? If this didn't last year, someone took a shot at this and said this is going to be your life next year, you'd be like, nah, you that would it. never happen. Yeah, but people don't believe, I think, that we can change quickly and actually we do adapt. I mean, the other example I thought of was the smoking ban. Do you remember when people said, that'll never work? People you always smoke in pubs and all the rest of yeah. it. Yeah. And then it came in on a day and the deal was if you're found with someone smoking your premises you get fined and no landlord was having that so they were like that's it it's just banned yeah. and it just worked it's funny when you see pictures like old pictures my mum and dad I'm currently sort of getting their house ready to go on the market and mm. going through all old photographs and stuff and just seeing like your uncle Peter with his arm around you and a big smoking cigarette beside yeah. babies and all that like it's just, we've completely sort of changed as regards our view towards smoking and stuff. Totally, yeah. I saw someone smoking inside a hired Arnold Clark Joe Control car today. <laughs> and I was like, what? You can't do that. It was the person in the passenger seat and she had her arm out the window, like, you know, dropping the ash and then she was taking it in and smoking it away and this woman's going, her pal's going along at 17 miles an hour, like, terrified. Oh, I'd be raging if I had got that next. Yeah, exactly. I was a smoke buster when I was at primary school. You were a what? I was a smoke buster. Is this just something that they called you when they tripped you up or is it an official job? It's an official thing that annoying kids do for their parents. So basically, I think it was again a Glasgow City Council thing. I think it was when the, the time when Glasgow smiles better. Again, I'm showing how oh, old I am. Yeah. No, Glasgow, I remember that too. Oh, good. You know that wee logo, the wee sort of smiley Mr. Happy? Yeah. And yeah. you could join the Smoke Busters Club. And to join the Smoke <laughs> Busters Club, you basically your job you had litter bugs that would go around and give people into trouble for dropping litter and yep. I was a smoke buster so I had to try and stop people smoking and so Oof. I had like I wouldn't go up to random people on the street or anything like that but like my dad smoked when I was younger and I used mm-hmm. to like sit in front of the TV with like the smoke buster stickers you used to always get stickers which is like any reason to be in a club offer a kid a sticker they're like that and then free stickers yeah I mean, sign do whatever you me want. up <laughs> and so I used to have smoke buster stickers and I used to sit in front of the TV and be like uh, I'm dying I can't <laughs> breathe and do all this and my dad eventually gave up smoking just because he says you were just so annoying I would yeah. rather just have you be quiet than enjoy a cigarette wow so it worked I was a successful smoke buster 
That's amazing. Yeah, I remember I was talking to my pal the other day about how my dad used to smoke in the house, but he, he used to stand in the living room, like with the door to the hallway open to suggest that he wasn't quite in the living room. Like he, he was only allowed to smoke against the radiator near the door as if it made any difference. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because I wasn't going to move by that no, point. No, it's like the no smoking section in a restaurant. It's like, okay, that'll be fine. Not a problem. When I was at drama school, you phoned up and booked a, a restaurant table that would say smoking or non-smoking. Yes. Is what that a, not What crazy? a world. But I was, oh, you know, the other thing was on planes. I remember being a kid on planes and you could smoke at the back. No way. Yeah. And buses as well. Upstairs in the bus you could smoke. Upstairs. But then, do you know what? When they banned that, it went on for another 10 years on buses <laughs> in Glasgow. I mean, you've got in a bus and it stink of smoke. Totally. Usually weed. Someone at the back. Well, listen. I mean, we're covering all the bases here apart from the kind of standard ones. Yeah. Sorry. What am I here to talk about? <laughs> well, you're, you're pretty much done, my friend. <laughs> You've had it. Is that it? Am I done? Anything else you want to say? (laughs) All I've talked about is the world. Like, that's not what your podcast's about. See, it's not about anything. Everyone thinks they got it wrong. (laughs) Everyone's just being themselves. That's what I love. (laughs) Actually, I I messaged Helen McKay last night. I was like, I'm going to Brian podcast tomorrow. Any hints and tips? And she was just like, "Um, just be yourself, Michelle. She was right. Do you know what? She was the first person to talk about um, her openly about her mental health on my podcast. And it changed the whole thing. Yeah. She talked about anxiety in work and it was the first time anyone had ever said anything like that. And I was like, this is going to be good. And then from then on, it's kind of, you know, grown arms and legs, that part of it. Which yeah, brings brilliant. me to my next question that I didn't think I was going to ask. Uh-huh. How do you balance your kind of, your good mental health with your work situation and your home life and all the different things that are going on? Do you find that a struggle? Yes, because my mind is always going at 100 miles an hour. Like, I feel like if I could look at my head closely, it would be like bits coming out of it because it's all these mm-hmm. voices. I, I take on so much and I, I'm i still trying to work out how to do that. Yeah. And I'm still trying, and Helen's very good at it. But she's always like, have you listened to the mindfulness app or whatever? And I'm always like, I'm too busy, Helen. <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> I don't, I've got too many voices in my head. I can't put another one in. Mm. And my friend Katrina, she's always like, okay, Michelle, let's, um, have you meditated today? And mm-hmm. it's just because I... I really need to work on that. I really need to work on sitting down. I, I'm so bad at sitting down and just relaxing. When I'm mm. sitting down, I'm like, what could I be doing? What could I be achieving? What I always feel like I need to be achieving all the time. So, um, yeah, I need to really work on that. Yeah, well, you you do have that energy. I suppose if you're listening to podcasts at two times the speed, <laughs> it's no surprising. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Once that's adjusted, you find you might find your whole life just falls into I place. I can't wait. I'm, go, I'm going to go ask my husband. I'm going to say, is there a button to slow me down? <laughs> is there he any chance that this has been on the telly and all my other devices my whole life? Because <laughs> <laughs> it would explain a lot. <laughs> yeah, totally. We're actually watching Succession at the moment. Oh, I've heard it's wonderful. Yeah. <gasps> Have you not watched it? I've not watched it. No. So my husband's watched the whole series. Him and my mum were right into it, but I missed the beginning couple of episodes. So I kind of feel if you miss the beginning of a box set. You don't, you're kind of out of it. You kind of don't want to feel jump like you're in quite halfway. in the club. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we were on holiday in Canada last year, actually, and all of my Canadian cousins were into it. And it was the finale of that series, and they were all crowded in the room. And I was raging at myself that I was terrible for FOMO, fear of missing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like playing with like, my baby and the dog, like, I want to see Aww. that. But I said I would watch it again with him, and it is brilliant. Okay, I'm going to take a word for it. I've got a number of recommendations now so I think I can yeah. no longer ignore it he's watching it again and last night look out for this episode the wedding episode mm-hmm. it was on last night oh my god the <laughs> drama I couldn't actually believe it 
I didn't pick up my phone and Google anything. Oh, well, that's a good sign. Because I'm bad at that. Yeah, I'm trying to turn my phone on airplane mode for like stretches of time. I've yeah, got that's apps good. that count how long I've been away and all the rest of it. Yeah, that is. Something. Ironically, I'm looking at apps going, how long have I not looked at my phone? <laughs> I three seconds. Um, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying. It's a little bit of progress every day, isn't it? Oh, yeah, totally. I don't think we realise quite how addicted we are to our phones. Oh, it's, it's bad. When you turn over at four in the morning, the first thing you do is look at the phone. It's weird. I know, totally. Like, who's, who do I think is going to be texting me, do you know? I was actually thinking, it was actually Joe Freer that suggested this when we were doing that plate, putting my phone in another room. And I actually yeah, bought an alarm yeah. clock, so when you go to bed, you physically can't get to it. I think that might be the only way to, to stop me looking at it. Yeah. Because if it's there, that's what I'm doing. She actually said that she had seen um, some sort of experiment. Her and Darren watched this experiment and it was like plants and watching plants in a room and the difference in their growth when the room is left with mobile phones in it and when the same plants with no mobile phones and the difference was... So they're talking about maybe we don't know the effect, the radiation or whatever it is that comes off mobile phones. You know me. Mm. I don't know anything about technical things. (laughs) Whatever the things that come off that are bad. Um, Aye, aye. And so she now doesn't keep hers in next to her bed at all when she's sleeping okay well that's that might be something to consider yeah perhaps the poor plants i've got a peace lily it's about the hardest thing to kill and i still manage to kill it about every three months but it comes back i am terrible it comes back what do you mean well peace lilies are amazing like it's like looks half dead and then give it a bit of water a bit of sunlight and then a bit of shade and the next day it's like hey i'm back oh that's good it doesn't talk that would i mean i would obviously i'd be shouting about it a lot more I'm terrible with plants. They die all the time. Oh, that's that, that's the only reason I've got that is because it's the hardest one to kill. <laughs> or the easiest to keep alive, I should say. That's a bit morbid. Yeah. <laughs> the hardest to kill. They don't have that on the label in the supermarket. Hey, peace lilies, hardest to kill. L- roll up. I would buy that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I've got it, you know. 100%. Anyway, listen, thank you very much for talking to me. Thanks for having me. Superb. I'm what a joy. I'm sorry for That's what you're here for. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not good at telling a direct story. I just go, ah, but, and then that happened, and then she went like that. <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. It was like you doing the news on the radio. Wait to hear this. Wait till you sit down. Guess what? <laughs> guess what happened? You'll never guess. I'll Brilliant. tell you. <laughs> <laughs> right, thanks again. Speak Thank to you, you soon. so much. Hope to see you in the real world soon. Yes, one of these days. Okay, bye bye. There you go. Wasn't that just the perfect way to come back into our regular Wednesday episodes? What a joy. I hope you've enjoyed spending this wee hour with us this week and I hope that you'll continue to do it. As I said, this is episode 168, which means that there's all those episodes in the archive and they're all completely free and they're from people from all across the creative industries, uh, Scotland and beyond. So just make sure you go to wherever you get your podcasts uh, and, and type in putting it together. I mean, you've already done that. Make sure you subscribe so you see all the future episodes and have a wee dig back into the archives. And remember that if you can, please support us by going to puttingittogethercast.com and clicking on donate. That's all you have to do. It's dead simple. But the main thing you've done is you've listened and that I very much appreciate. So thanks for doing that. Thanks for being part of the journey. And I hope that you stay safe and well and wear a mask and have a lovely, gentle week. All the best and cheerio now.